You want your Burke Show in one full show every day, uninterrupted, and dang it, you don't want ads. No problem. Become a bonus Burke Show subscriber. Find out more at theburkshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. So it's funny how you can stumble on things that all of a sudden you really can have an interest in. I've been told that I need a hobby, and I've been told this for the longest time. For me, life is usually like come in here, do the show with you guys, go home, take a nap, go to the gym, work on the show, rush to family time, rinse, uh, wash, rinse, repeat, right? No hobbies. Um, for me, up until now, like hobbies, I guess I, I have avoided hobbies because I'm very goal-oriented and just sitting down and doing something just for the case of relaxation without getting a star at the end of the day or getting some kind of payoff. It just never, it just didn't appeal to me. You feel like you're wasting your time. Yeah. Hobby. <laughs> for what? Where's the money? <laughs> right? Or where's the family time or whatever, right? So since um, I have been uh, living alone the last couple of months and I am so health conscious that I stumbled on <sighs> trying to get into the kitchen and learning how to cook. Now, it has started with trying to cook brownies for my kids, which has just been a cluster F. Uh, and this isn't like brownies that you would make from scratch. These are Ghirardelli boxed brownies. Yeah, you, Bert's not bringing out the cocoa powder. No. I don't <laughs> even know what that, that means. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody that cooks knows how easy, you should just be able to follow the three instructions and have a beautiful set of brownies. Any five-year-old should be able to do it probably. Now, I, brownies are my favorite. That's my, one of my, that's one of my favorite desserts. I cooked box brownies quite a bit. <laughs> Um, and there's literally four ingredients if you count the box mix. <laughs> right. It's the box mix, typically two eggs. You put like two tablespoons of water, and then you put like so much oil, vegetable oil in there. It's I can recite the exact instructions and ingredients because I've now done it three times. <laughs> wow. Because I keep messing it up, right? <laughs> but yeah, there are three ingredients. It's a quarter, by the way, of uh -huh. cooking oil. Okay. Uh, it is a quarter cup of water. Uh, it is the mix, and I learned the hard way that you're supposed to spray the pan before you put all of that after you mix it into the pan. I've messed this up three times. Now. How did you learn that the hard way? Because it literally tells you on the box that you need... To do that to your pan. Well, the first time, um, <laughs> the first time I didn't know what kind of spray they were talking about. So I had some random like uh, avocado oil spray or something. So I put that in there. No. What? That sucked. Yeah. yeah. Bad. Mm. Uh -huh. uh, the second time, uh, what did I do the second time? Try hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing you don't have parchment paper. I have no idea even yeah. what that Wait, is. What? what is I a use, parchment paper? I use parchment paper. Parchment paper is something that you can line baking sheets with and put your vegetables on if you're going to roast them in the oven so it doesn't, like, you know, completely ruin your pan. It's easier for cleanup. And also for baked goods, like cakes and stuff like that, you can put them at the bottom of your pan, and it just makes it super easy to remove them. Oh. And, yeah. I have... 
one cooking dish in my house. I have like four forks, and you're asking me if I'm using parchment paper. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> don't sleep on parchment paper, I'm telling you. You it can is, sleep on parchment paper? Because I really don't know. It's the, yeah, it's not for ink and quill writing a letter. You use it for baking. Got it. As I was doing this on Instagram, people are like, you know what? You can substitute. I didn't have an egg one time. Uh, so I went to the neighbor's house to get one egg that I hadn't even met before. I knocked on the door, and I'm like, I know this is a really weird way to introduce myself, but you have one egg I can have. <laughs> That's old school. Hi, I'm a sad, lonely man across the street trying to find a hobby, and I'm baking box brownies. This is my third attempt, and I need an egg. What's even more embarrassing is he goes into his fridge, and he's like, dude, I can't help you out. We don't have one egg in this <laughs> So uh, I, listeners are starting to give me advice, like, just use applesauce. Like, I have applesauce in the house. <laughs> so anyway, after the third time cooking the brownies, I finally... Thought I did a pretty good job, and I was confident enough to bring them over to Kristen's house on New Year's Eve. You did. You came in. He walked in. Normally, he walks in with a bottle of booze, which you did, yeah. but also walked in with a baking dish of brownies. And? They were delicious. No way. Whoa. I swear to you. Really? They were perfectly cooked. They were, they were, they were, because for brownies, you want them slightly undercooked. And that you had said, people had recommended to you, you never follow, like when it comes to the baking time, you always do less than what the box tells you because they want to make sure they're done. And brownies are best, I feel like a little undercooked. And I, I ate them for three days. I felt really good about that. You made them. I felt really good. I made them. Okay. I Bart washed your dish. It's sitting on my kitchen table. I just got to bring it in for you. I need that back. It's the only one I have. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, to make a long story short, after doing these brownies and stuff, Hollis has seen me in the kitchen trying to make brownies for him and Hayden when they're coming over. And I had mentioned to him, I'm like, you know what? This whole cooking thing, you know what, dude? I mean, I got the time of the evening now. Um... And those are the loneliest times for me is at night, like from six o'clock to like nine o'clock, those three hours right there. And a lonely bored Bert is a really bad Bert, right? So I am trying to figure out things to do. And I realized like when I was making these brownies, like actually this, there is something about this cooking thing. Right. And there's a gold star because when you make something that people enjoy and they actually eat that feeling of accomplishment, like you get a feeling of accomplishment when you're able to cook something well. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Hollis was, lo I mean, he's 16 years old, so him and his friends were over there eating the second try at brownies, which were terrible, but they're, you know, 16-year-olds are roaches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I said to him in passing, I'm like, you know what? Dude, I might have stumbled on something I'm going to try. I think I'm going to take a cooking class. And he's like, Dad, I'd love to do that with you. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. If you could just find one around here, we'll do it together. I love it. So Aww. I'm going to start looking, and I think we're going to do a, a cooking class together. So I think that's going to... I think 2024 is going to be the year of learning how to cook for myself. Survival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late. Why not? Can yes, you cook? Uh, I, I can cook well enough to, for, for me. Okay. I get nervous when I have to actually feed someone else. That, that's, that's when the pressure kind of keeps up for me. You're like, my taste buds appreciate this. I don't know if anybody else is well. Exactly that. <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, Abby, so you have a hunch that, or your mom has a hunch, dad might be doing War of the Roses on the Burt Show. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine my shock when my parents who have been married for 30 years, when my mom walks into the kitchen and she goes, 
Abby, I think your dad's cheating on me. And I'm just looking at her like, where did you get this hypothesis from? Because a little backstory about my parents. I mean, they might be the happiest married people that have ever been married. I have seen them fight maybe twice in my life. The only time that I can actually physically remember was when we were on uh, like a family vacation somewhere and my dad wouldn't stop for directions. And of course my mom was peeved because he wouldn't stop for directions and we were in a foreign country. And so they're getting into a little spat. And that is the only time me and my brother have ever looked at each other and gone, do you think our parents are getting divorced? (laughs) And of course, literally 10 minutes later, they're fine. They never fight again for another 15 years. So my mom comes into the kitchen while I'm home for break and she goes, Abby, I think your dad might be cheating on me. I'm like, hold up, girlfriend, you need to explain. And she's like, wait a minute, I have a podcast all about that. Let's talk. I was like, is my dad going to be my next podcast guest for the breakup breakdown? Or we could put her on the voice disguiser and we can do this like War of the Roses. Yeah. Hey, hey, Abby's mom. And, and, you know, her voice is all distorted. So she she says, you know, Christmas had just passed. And she goes, well, your dad just bought himself a gift. And it's something that he would never buy for himself otherwise. And I'm like, what do you mean? So for context, my mom runs like literal marathons. My mom does not have an ounce of fat on her body. She is like pure skeletal muscle. She's five foot two. She's like a little demon of just power and strength and protein bars. If your dad is cheating and they break up, you're uh, describing my type. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Are you kidding on my mom? Yes. I'm waiting for the divorce, but I'm just let let her know I'm in the bullpen. (laughs) Wasting no time. I'm so uncomfortable. (laughs) Could you imagine? You would have to call Bert Daddy. Oh my God. (laughs) You come home, you on the couch. (laughs) Hey, Ed. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so my dad is like the complete opposite. My dad has other great virtues. Like me and my dad get along very, very well. But my dad is a little bit more sloth-like. I don't think he's lifted a weight since Reagan was in office. Like, <laughs> he he plays golf, so he's definitely active. He's definitely mobile, but like we cannot... <laughs> he can walk. He can walk up three steps. He's mobile. He can, he can walk without his cane and everything. He's doing so good for 55. He uses the golf club as a cane. He literally does. No, he just gets around with his little golf cart, yeah. and then he just walks to the couch and back. Like, that's the most that I see my dad move. He he had a Peloton kick for a little bit that lasted like a week. So he's just not, he's just not very active. And my mom has tried to get him to be a little bit more active because they love to travel. They go overseas all the time. They go on bike tours and hiking tours. And my mom's like, I don't care what you look like. You know what I mean? Like she loves my dad. Um, I just need you to be able to keep up. Yeah, I don't want to be 80 and us, you know, in the the Grecian Isles and you, like, keeled over after two steps in Santorini. On these bike tours, clearly he's using one of those e-bikes while she's, like, pedaling, (laughs) like, with her legs. No, he's having one of the locals push him. (laughs) So when my mom walked into the kitchen one day and found him with, like, a crash diet weight loss supplement and, like, a workout plan, she was like, who's he trying to impress? Uh Because for the last 40 years... I've been out here trying to get him to lift a weight and he ain't doing nothing. <laughs> and so my mom asked him about it and he said, you know, I was talking to my man, Jim, and he said that he did. My dad doesn't talk like this. It's just for dramatic effect. I was talking about man, Jim, and he said that he did this shake loss plan and lost 10 pounds in seven days. And mom was looking at him and she's like, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for two men 
randomly talking right. about weight loss because when do you ever hear men talk about crash diet plans? And th- this is a man that's been married to your mom, you said, for 30 years, and she's very health conscious. Why would he not talk to her before, like, delving into some crash diet shake? Yeah, that's a good question, which is why my mom was like, I think he's cheating on me. <laughs> it could be because... He knows if he uses her as accountability that she's going to be way more hardcore than his friend is going to be. Mm. Oh, like she intimidates him. Uh, and she'll stay on him. Mm-hmm. And his friend. Oh, he doesn't need that pressure. He don't need that pressure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think in the new year, especially when people are trying these new diet plans, they pick whatever this crash diet thing is. Mm-hmm. And they think it's going to be like the solution to all of their weight problems. They're like, this is the thing that people said works. And it's, you know, it's these specific shakes that you can't get anywhere else. This must be the secret to weight loss. Let's just and- go back to the 90s and do hydroxy cut and everybody will be nice and thin <laughs> oh and close God. to death. Why just hard drugs? Why not? <laughs> Oh, I, I, I did hydroxy. I, I tried it too. Did you? Oh, really? Gosh. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, do not. I gave it a couple weeks. I ain't gonna lie to you. Do not. I was like, it was right before spring break, and I was like, we're doing this. And I started working out hardcore at the YMCA, and I almost passed out. It like it. You couldn't eat on it, right? It's like doing cocaine. No, no. That's what it, for me it was. You, I, I, you could eat on it. You ate minimally, but you literally mm-hmm. were like walking around all day going. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all day long. You were so jacked, and like I'd be drinking. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> the jitters don't stop. They don't. Uh-huh. Oh, it was so bad. Don't and I do that. Nothing. I didn't even cut anything. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't ripped at all. The whole country is skinny getting stuff done, and then the FDA had to come in. Yeah. So yeah. Mess it all up. Ruined everything. So, yeah, my mom's like, I need to have a, a conversation with him at least about two things. A, are you sleeping with someone else? And B, this is not the healthy way to lose weight. So we have a couple of things to talk about this weekend. Okay. <laughs> so she's pretty sure that he's not. He's yeah. just, okay. He's either, he's either cheating on me or he is about to end up at a therapist's <laughs> office with an eating disorder. <laughs> The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. It's a it's a tough line. You know when you see somebody and it looks like they maybe have uh, dropped some weight, shaped up a little bit, and you don't really know what the right thing to say is because they look so good, but you don't want to make a big thing about it. It's kind of like what we talked about with plastic surgery yesterday. Someone looks really good. Do you make a comment or do you keep it to yourself? And I think a lot of people have felt that way about Kelly Clarkson. Seeing her, she looks so good. She's been open about her weight struggles for the past couple of years. And people have noticed that she looks amazing. And I kind of think in the back of everybody's mind, they're like, is it Ozempic? Because everybody in Hollywood is on Ozempic. And Kelly Clarkson, being the open person that she is, was actually asked about it. And she revealed, you know, what's really behind this complete weight loss change for her. She said that she credits a lot of her health changes to her recent relocation to New York City. She's like, you know what? Walking in the city is quite the workout and I'm really into infrared saunas right now. Mm -hmm. It's actually something that I do. Those are amazing. Mm -hmm. And I just got a cold plunge because everybody wore me down. But she also said, I dropped weight because I've been listening to my doctor. A couple of years, I didn't. And 90% of the time, I'm really good at it because a protein diet is good for me anyway. I'm a Texas girl, so I like meat. Sorry, vegetarians in the world. So she says that she's doing it the quote unquote natural way, which Mm -hmm. I think is really refreshing considering it seems like everybody in Hollywood is getting on this new drug. And I hope she would be honest if she was using it. Yes. And I I don't get the sense that Kelly would lie about it because Oprah just came out. I mean, Oprah said that she was on a a weight loss management drug. So if Oprah can be honest about it, Kelly Clarkson can too. So you get less credit if you're on Ozempic? Is that what she's saying? No, 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 no. I just think it's, I think, 
I think a lot of people are seeing so many people lose weight with Ozempic. And I think when you have struggles with your weight, you think, is that the only way that I'm going to be able to finally lose the weight? Is that the only thing that's going to get me to where I would like to be? And so I think it's great that Kelly's saying, you know, if I'm being honest with myself, this was actually the one thing holding me back. And I didn't allegedly didn't need to do that. No, I, I, I didn't hear that at all in her statement that you, you, you lose credit or you're taking the easy way out if you take a weight loss management drug. I feel like she was defending her be doing it in a way that wasn't drug related. No, I feel like she's clarifying. Like, <clears throat> yeah. all right, you're saying I'm doing this, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. So let me clarify. These are the, the these are the steps I've taken to lose weight. So if it's something you want to do, then you can do X Y Z as it's working for me. Yeah, and I think it's totally valid because, like, when I lived in New York for the short time that I did, you're walking like 12 miles a day. Like, if you are not losing weight, it's I don't. <laughs> I mean, the only reason you're, you're probably staying fit is because the food in New York is so good. So you're walking six miles a day, but then, you know, you've got the best food in the country Thanks. that, you know, helps you lay the mean, fat back on. Not not a comparison, but um, something similar. When I worked for the Atlanta Braves and I was walking around Turner Field constantly uh-huh. for an entire season. Oh, my God. I, I, I shed so much weight because mm-hmm. of all that walking around the stadium. Imagine that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't entirely fa- um, fair either, though, because <clears throat> most people can't afford to go to uh, infrared spa every day yeah. and then do a cold plunge. So she's still doing the celebrity way. So I'm glad that she's doing it. I think it's great. But I also think that if people are trying to attach to how do I get healthy also, that's out of reach for a lot of people. All right. So since this is the start of the new year, I thought I would make some entertainment predictions for 2024 as to what I think is going to happen in the next year. And so feel free to chime in. Feel free to disparage any of my claims. Or if you have any predictions of your own, feel free to uh, throw some in. So for 2024, I think we're going to get two more Bachelor Nation breakups. Three th- things come in threes. We've already had our first Bachelor Nation breakup for the start of the year with Rachel Lindsay and Brian Abisolo. I think we got two more. I think it'll be whoever the Bachelor gets with this year and whoever the Bachelorette gets with uh, this summer. So you think those the two. Golden Bachelor will make it through the end of the year? Well, they just got married last night. So I, know. I would hope they can stick it out another year. There's one of them um, dying. Is that considered a breakup? Wow. No. The Golden Bachelor? That does not Till death. No. no. Yes. Wow. Till death. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time we've had to say that about a Bachelor couple. <laughs> I, I think Saltburn's Barry Keegan will get canceled somehow, but he'll make a comeback when his movie with The Weeknd comes out later this year. I think he's he's given me like serial killer vibes. I think he's got something. He's hiding something. He's got a scandal under the surface and it's going to come out in 2024. Or is he just that good of a creepy actor? I think so, probably. <laughs> All right, I think Alex Earl, er, I think um, influencer Alex Earl, if you don't know who she is, she's like a big uh, it girl on TikTok. Alex Earl and, and her Miami Dolphins boyfriend, I think they're going to break up. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good bet. I was going to say, so far your bets seem pretty safe. Yeah, influencer and an NFL player, that's a good shot. Well, Thanks. I want to be able to claim victory when all this happens. <laughs> Who's her boyfriend? Braxton uh, Berrios. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And I think Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith will start a podcast, and the first episode will be a conversation with Will Smith. I, I, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to hear from Jada Pinkett ever again. I, I would have- like to hear his take on all this, though. It's going to be fake. Yeah. It's not going to keep it real. No. All right. I have some more, but uh, the Golden Bachelor got hitched last night, and one of the guests did the one thing you should never do at a wedding. I'll spill the details on your next Evo's on The Bird Show. The Bird Show. Everybody has always had an opinion. However, now in 2024 with social media, now their opinions are right in front of your face. And these opinions are just plain 
bad takes. You're welcome because I listened <laughs> to this man drone on for 15 minutes. You're only going to have to listen to it for a couple of minutes. It's Kristen's bad take of the week. Um, let's just say the title of this YouTube video was Men Cheat, Women Betray. His name is Rich Cooper. He is the unplugged alpha. And he, wow. oh, <laughs> yeah. he sounds pretty plugged yeah. in to me. Here we go. Here we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need everybody to brace themselves because there's not just one bad take in here. We're kicking the year off with a man that had multiple bad takes about how horrible women are and that our cheating is way worse than when a man cheats. Okay. Okay. Now, Tommy has enabled us to pause, so if you would like to interject at any point, I think there might be a few. (laughs) Cassie, get your mic ready. Um, Let's hear from Rich Cooper about why men cheat and women betray. So when men step out, it's cheating. When women step out, it's betrayal. Because women form a connection with a guy when she steps out. She has to have an emotional connection. It is incredibly difficult for women just to, like, run around and just, like, bang a bunch of different guys and cheat on their boyfriend. There's- Let me just stop it right there. I want to stick up for women. Okay. All right. Yes, they do have the ability to just step out without having any feelings and just have sex with whoever they want. Yeah. So there's me stepping up for women. Right? <laughs> we can be hosts too. Yes. <laughs> Some women that are like unhinged, chemically imbalanced, and they're unhinged in that sense, and they do, they do that. But most women, generally speaking, if they're going to cheat on you, like if they're going to step out on you, or they are doing it right now, whether you're married, it's Kevin and sales or the pool boy or whatever happens to be, uh, they have formed an emotional connection. They have invested in this other guy and they generally want to monkey branch to him, meaning they don't want to leave the guy that they're with until they can grab onto the next dude before they release. And they've got their mean hooks. They rarely deal with two guys simultaneously. We look at women as visual, beautiful, beautiful, you know, sexual objects, right? So when we step out on somebody that we've committed to, it's cheating. It's not as significant as betrayal. Betrayal is very significant to a guy. Cheating is not as significant. A man can legit go out, love his family, love his children, pay for his house and everything. I've seen this. I, I coach high net worth individuals, athletes, actors, influencers, businessmen, entrepreneurs. I've dealt with some very, very interesting people. I know guys that have stepped out on their marriage hundreds of times, but they still love their wife. They still love their children. They still come home. They still pay the bills. They still. Is love not an emotional connection? Because at the beginning he said women make an emotional connection. Yeah. To the people that they cheat with. The difference is Mm -hmm. Uh, these men have an emotional connection, but not with the women they cheat with. Okay. Got it. So Mm -hmm. they're just treating women like objects Mm -hmm. to be used. And that's okay. Yes. That's not a betrayal on the other person in your relationship who's made an emotional connection to you. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, thank you. Protect. They still preside. They still go to all the family functions. They go to the, the picnics and the Thanksgivings and the Christmas and the travels and the summer holidays and all that. But he goes out and gets exercise from time to time. Exercise. I'm going to tell you something that's very controversial. I'll die on this mother. <laughs> Women that leave men that love their family and pay for everything because he steps out and are all hurt. They're selfish. They are the most selfish people on the planet because they destroy that family. They tear those children apart. 
the father loses access. She steals resources from from him as a consequence of that. So because women betray, they think that's a betrayal, not just exercise, not just a little bit of side action. They think that that betrayal is exactly how they behave. They apply their thinking, their logic to him. And these women are the most selfish women on the planet. Wow. I'm telling you right now. Wow, wow. Disgusting. They disgust me. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting, okay. I say. Right. So it if really... your professional athlete cheats on you and then you leave him, you are a selfish, disgusting woman. So I hate to attach myself to any of these takes especially considering how harsh and idiotic he sounded at the very end of it. Uh-huh. But coming from a family, my dad was one of these guys that did mess around time and time again on my mom. And when he did tell me about it, when I turned 21 and he thought, you know what, it's time to sit down and you and I are going to be best friends. So I'm going to tell you how much of a pig I've been. <laughs> That'll bring us closer, Bert. Um, I do find that in... In the world that I've been in, guys have cheated because of ego and physical reasons. And the women that I know that have cheated have stepped out because of emotional reasons. So I don't know that I disagree entirely in general with that first take. And no, that's the thing. And I don't disagree with that. But it doesn't lessen the man's cheating because he did it for physical rather than emotional. For sure. That's like, yeah, there can be different reasons that you seek something outside of your relationship, right? And I, I, I I agree with that take, but that doesn't excuse the man's behavior and it doesn't demonize the woman because (laughs) hers is more emotional than his. You both nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Equality for the nastiness. Because that's what it is. He's like, basically, he's saying men have a green card to cheat. Yes. Because right. it's just exercise. But if a woman does it, it's not even cheating. It's a betrayal of the worst kind. Yeah, because he's saying it's deeper. Like, it's emotional if she cheats, where he, it's just physical. Right. And right, then, But then right. if he cheats, she's disgusting for leaving him. <laughs> this may... Listen, if anyone ever calls himself an alpha, you do not listen to one word coming out of their mouth because it's all BS. What do y'all think? Uh, I, I agree. I don't even really think it's so much like you that agree anymore. With what? Okay, let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> let me be clear. I, I do agree that there was a time typically when if a woman did step out, it was probably more emotion attached to it. Whereas if a guy did it, he literally was probably just looking to, you know, exercise, if you will. Yes. But I don't think that that changes the way that you what it is. It's 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 betrayal. It's cheating. And sometimes I actually think men take it harder because of the way that we are and, and the territorialness that comes with it. But the degrees of, of it is the exact same mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Cheating is cheating. Right. For me, I'm kind of in the same boat with the start of the take. And I think it starts out how a lot of like alpha bro takes begin. It's like it's a kernel of a somewhat decent idea, like the little <laughs> bit of truth of how women tend to be more emotional, men tend to be more physical, blah, 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 sexual objects, objects. But I think when he, when he gets more towards the end, yeah. he's basically just skirting any kind of concept for any actions that men do. And I think that's why there are so many men probably in the comments mm-hmm. like rallying like, yeah, bro, it's a great take because it basically says, you know, no matter what you do, don't feel bad about it because you you didn't do anything yeah. wrong. It's it, the skirting of accountability for 
me. Like, men don't have to be accountable for their cheating. Women do. Like, get get out of here. If you're a woman and you see your dude has commented on that, and he's like, you're right, dude. Get out of the relationship now. <laughs> <laughs> the Bird Show. All right, Corey here needs some help because he really wants to propose this weekend, but he feels like he is walking into a hornet's nest because he feels like the ring that he is going to propose with his fiance or soon to be fiance is not going to like it. So he's wondering, should I even put this off or should I just do it this weekend? Hey, Corey. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thank you for calling. Okay. So why does this have to be this weekend? And what is your big concern about this ring? Well, my girlfriend and I have been together for three years now. And, you know, uh, I thought I knew exactly what she likes. Uh, we, we've talked about rings before. She's seen my mother's ring and it's kind of, described her like dream ring and I even met with a jeweler a month ago to pick out the perfect engagement ring for her and uh you know she has no idea it's coming we, we've talked about getting engaged but um I, I wanted to be like a complete surprise that's why I waited for like Christmas and New Year's to pass because I don't want her to like expect it at all um and you know I'm planning to ask her this weekend but now I'm like questioning a lot of stuff. I'm just like in my head about it. And um, we were at a New Year's Eve party and a friend of ours ended up getting engaged um, on Christmas. And my girlfriend saw her ring and she absolutely loved it. And she even loved it so much that she started talking about it the next day. Like, could you believe the ring that she got? Did you see that stone in the middle? And like all the stones around it. So like, I... I, I just, I, I thought I got her the thing that she would absolutely love, but now she's talking about this ring like it's her new dream ring, and it's nothing like the one I got her. When you so, say nothing, like, how polar opposite is it? Like, I got her, we talked about how she loves solitaire. She likes it nice and simple, uh -huh. clean, and beautiful, so I got her that, like, solitaire okay. rock. And the ring that my friend got was like, uh, there, there was a nice rock in the center, but then it was like surrounded by smaller diamonds. And then along the band, there was even a couple diamonds. And I'm like, your ring looks nothing like that. Um, uh, can't you appreciate the beauty of somebody else's ring, though, and have a completely different taste? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, I think you might be in your head here a little bit. I mean, the women can probably comment on this better. Yeah, Corey, first of all, I think this is really sweet that you care so much and that you want her mm. to be happy. And I think the fact that you are so paranoid about getting it wrong, I think you probably have gotten it right. I think you did a great thing by A, listening to what she said before she even saw this second ring and got her exactly what she said that she wanted. Now, a little insight, what women will do, and I can only imagine that I would do this if I could ever trick a man into loving me, is that if I really wanted to get engaged, I would probably bring up topics like how much I loved XYZ person's ring just to kind of get the topic on the table. It's not necessarily because I'm trying to send any kind of message of, oh, I want that ring. I'm just saying, hey, that ring is really, really beautiful and trying to make sure that your iPhone is listening to the fact that I'm looking for an engagement uh -huh. ring so it puts it in your mind and the ads pop up and hopefully you pop the question zone. See another case wow. of women playing yeah, chess and dudes playing do. checkers yeah. right there. Yeah, I didn't really even think about that because I, I guess that's true. Like, you know, she, she does like to 
nudge me in that direction because I feel like she knows it's going to happen. But she, like I said, I, I, I want it to be completely a surprise when it does happen. And and so, Corey, if you want to zhuzh it up instead of having like, you know, multiple diamonds, because a, a beautiful solitaire ring is absolutely gorgeous, especially if she has a more simplistic style. Um, with the wedding band, you can get like a diamond wedding band that like curls up around the solitaire if you want to. So, I mean, there's other ways to add more bling after the fact, but if I, I actually would trust your gut on this I one. I think so too, man. I think so too. Let me ask you women this though. So let's say he does propose, right? Uh, and it's not a ring that she really loves. Will he even know that at the time or will she bring it up later? <sighs> I think it depends on the woman. Like, mm-hmm. I think if you know your, I think if you know your girlfriend, soon to be fiance, is more high maintenance, then maybe she ha- might have a look on her face. But I don't get the sense that that's going to be the case with this. And even if she is, like, let's say for some reason she is disappointed, again, like Kristen said, like you can always change the ring after. Like you can add something to it, but mm-hmm. you can't take it away. So if you make a copy of her friend's ring and it wasn't actually what she wanted, then you're kind of SOL. I, I think right. I'm, I think I might be shallow. Well, I, I would upgrade the ring. You would? I would. But it, it wouldn't necessarily be because I don't think she'll like it. But something about her seeing that ring and reacting that way would kind of read to me as a sign. And I wouldn't want her to have to look at her friend's ring and her friend has a better ring every time. So for mm-hmm. that reason, it would make me feel like I would upgrade the ring. I mean, do we need a microscope to see the solitaire <laughs> or is it pretty obvious? No, it's a beautiful solitaire. Okay, perfect. Like, it's, you know, it, it, it was bigger than like the center rock of her friend's ring. So. Oh, okay. See, that's, okay, that's important. See, uh-huh. see, Corey, this is important because a bigger solitaire with more carat weight is much better than a smaller center ring with a halo around it. True. It's we, giving K jewelers. We're so shallow. Or honest. So what you guys are saying is the women on the show are saying, go for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am. And Mo is saying, think twice about it. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would upgrade to every... I think... I'm going to stick with the girls on this one. Go for it, man. <laughs> and if we're wrong, you can't get mad at us because not every woman's the <laughs> <No>. same. <laughs> I trust you. And, like, you know, I didn't even think about her, like, kind of just, like, nudging me with those comments. And maybe that's all it was. And, yeah. I'm, like you said, I'm just a little too much in my head. She's going to be excited that she's marrying such a thoughtful dude. You go get your win, okay? Um, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for the help. But we do want to talk to you Monday morning, especially if it crashes and burns, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys know. Absolutely. Right. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. Look, if you're an office thief, you're an office thief. It could be a pen. It could be somebody's food out of the refrigerator. That's infuriating right there when you're thinking about it all morning long. Thinking about that lasagna you brought home from last night, leftover lasagna. And it's in the fridge, in the office fridge, and then you go to get it. Somebody's stolen it. For shame. It's capital punishment right there, man. So we've got a thief somewhere in this office, and it's been directed at Cassie. And this is worse than I want justice. Now, I've had things go missing before, like wireless keyboards, camera equipment. But in my head, I'm like, that's a bummer. But maybe someone thought it was station equipment and used it, and then it just never got returned, you know? Annoying, but I'll deal with it. But this crosses a line. It might be dry January, but I had three bottles of whiskey gifted to me by listeners in a cabinet. So you would have to hunt for it in the Burt Show office and they are missing. Oh, wow. This is whiskey we're talking about here. Now it just got serious. I went to look for it in December to pour somebody a drink and it's gone. 
not one bottle gone, not two bottles, but three missing bottles. Nice bottles of alcohol are gone. All right, so start your interrogation. Start asking people. Well, I don't know who it could be. You ask everybody, and then you have to read their body language. You think it's somebody here on the staff? I don't know. I, it has to be. I who else to. is going to be in that office? Well, Who's when it? we leave, that office is open for anybody here, right? No, not, no. no. Literally, only Burt Show staff goes into Tracy's office, but or what do- used to be Tracy's office. The door is open, because that's where my stuff has been taken from in studio before. So it could be anyone, but it would be very sus to have somebody who's not on Burt Show staff Go into Tracy's office, mm. open. open the black cabinet, which used to sit in the production studio, and then take that stuff out, which I used to have a note on it that said it was Cassie's, and then take mm-hmm. off. Three bottles. Three, three. bottles. Ooh. At it, different times, or they just swiped all three all at the same gone. time? All three are gone. Now, I will say we've moved When was some the last s- time you saw them? God, it's been a while because we did restructure and move some stuff around. Like the cabinet was emptied out. We moved offices, but I cannot find it in any of the boxes. It is gone, gone. So I don't know if the people who moved it took it and helped themselves, but those bottles have been there. I've been saving them for years at this point, like pre my daughter's birth well, bottles. Huh. Okay. Well, I think the Christian thing to say is, well, honey, somebody needed that whiskey more than you did. <laughs> <laughs> they could have so. had one bottle. They still would have been two left. Yeah, you have to take all three. That's ridiculous. Cassie, is it a possibility that you have a problem and you don't remember drinking? <laughs> Maybe. With dealing with you guys, it is very possible. Uh, three bottles of whiskey. Bert, did you take the bottles? I swear, no. Abby, no, did you take the bottles? He's a drinker anyway. Yeah. Admittedly, I am a whiskey drinker. However, I have not had alcohol since December 2nd, so it's a no for me. Oh, uh, so she, you know what she's doing is she's stacking it for when she does. She's putting it in. <laughs> no, did you take the bottles? I'm a tequila guy through and through. Okay. Mm. I love how people are saying, no, I didn't take it. You're just like, that's not what I drink. And I wouldn't have taken all three. I only took one. I'm smarter than that. See, that's nice of you. How about all three being taken to re-gift, though? Like maybe somebody was using them as gifts. Well, why'd you think opened? of that so quickly? One had been opened hmm? and st- like started to be drank already. Oh, really? Somebody drank it in the office? No, no, no. Like, well, I used to use them during like podcast tapings or like if I had my Real Tall Tales co-host come, like we would have a drink and it would be from that stash, uh-huh. which is why they were, if you're wondering why I keep alcohol at work, it's for afternoon tapings. It's not to pour my coffee at 5 a.m. So it had already been opened. Was Romeo still here at the time? <laughs> so that's the thing. I don't remember when I last saw them. It's been months because obviously I don't uh-huh. drink at work, uh-huh. so I don't need it that often. So yeah. they could have been missing for months, you and I wouldn't know. You can't accuse somebody of something if they're not here to defend themselves. That's the best time. <laughs> was, it, was it top shelf stuff? Yeah, it was nice. It was. What, it was. Nice what were the stuff. brands? I don't even remember because they were gifts from listeners. Wow. Have you checked? Because I know at one time we emptied out that cabinet mm-hmm. and put stuff like in a bunch of bins and stuff I that went, are in there? I went through all the bins. Uh, yeah, I was How about rock. the desk drawers? Yep, I went through all the, I rifled <laughs> through everything because I was like surely they're here. Surely three little bottles of whiskey, not little, big bottles of whiskey didn't just boop a doop a doop boop yeah. walk off by themselves, but they did. Don't we have security cameras in here somewhere where you can we like... We can't that? even get heat in this studio. We <laughs> 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 don't even have vents. It's true, man. <laughs> so, what is the temperature in here right now? Abby? It is currently as I'm the Burt Show weather girl, it is 64.2 degrees right now. And this is a warm day in here. Yeah. I think yeah. those cameras in the hall, by the way, are plastic in the hall. I don't <laughs> they think don't really and those work. got added recently, so that would have been probably pre-theft. Yeah. All I'm saying pre-theft. 
is if you took the bottles, I don't need to know. You can just replace it with a really nice bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. That's fine. Oh, That'll okay. be fine. All right, Romeo, bring it back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta? Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years. It's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. The Bird Show. All right, this week on The Breakup Breakdown, this is Abby's podcast. Man, if you like drama, if you like the Burt Show's drama, oh, you got to listen to Breakup Breakdown. This is drama every week about the worst breakups you've ever heard. Oh, my God, yeah. And this week I had a story about somebody whose mom slept with their husband. It is... I say this every time I get a dramatic story. I'm like, oh my God, I never thought I would have this kind of story on the podcast. But I literally never thought I would have something as crazy as somebody's literal mother having an affair with her husband. Is there anything worse? Like, is there anything like affair? You're going to get cheated on, right? Your husband is going to cheat on you. Like your sister's bad. Your best friend's bad. Like a fellow coworker bad. But your mother, like, is there anything worse than your significant other cheating on you with your mother? I don't think so. That's the worst. That's rock bottom. I think, yeah, I don't think. Grandmother. Yeah, that's grandmother. Worse. <laughs> I don't know why. Is it worse? Yeah, grandmother. Yeah. Come on, man. It is worse. <laughs> maybe, maybe your father, because then you're learning some things that maybe uh, you didn't know before okay. about both people. Okay, so it could always be worse. It could always be worse. <laughs> so that'll be next season on the podcast. But as for now, that we're just at this level with somebody's mom um, having an affair with the husband. But anyway, <laughs> as a backstory as to what happened, so it was this girl. I found her story on TikTok, and she came on my podcast to like give us the full details. But it was her high school sweetheart she met this guy when she was like 15 and they dated for years and ended up getting getting married at like 19 super super young because that's just how you know they did it they didn't go to college they're ready to become full-on adults and where a lot of the tension in their relationship began was they were having some fertility struggles and then they eventually were able to have their babies and they had twins um because they had to go through ivf and so they're their family lived really close by. So the grandma's coming over to help take care of the babies and the mom is coming over to help take take care of the babies. And all of a sudden, the mom is just hanging around for no reason. I mean, she is there like 24-7 to the point where she's like, you know, I know I have these newborns and I need all the help that I can get, but you can go. Like, you can literally go home to your own, li- to your own life. And um, When you say mom, you mean grandma to the, the twins. Uh, grandma to the twins, yes. Oh, okay. So... You know, the mom is coming over and saying, hey, uh, I know you got to go run these errands. So why don't you leave the house and 
go get the formula or the baby food or whatever you need. And so she's thinking really nothing of it. She's thinking, well, I really have to take care of my preemie twins and I have to drive, you know, hours to go get breast milk from some mom whose breast milk I had to buy on Craigslist. So she's driving two hours, coming back and everything seems fine. And then all of a sudden her grandma is the one that noticed things first. She went to, to the mom of the twins and said, hey, have you noticed that your husband and your your mom, they kind of have, they're a little touchy-feely, right? Like he's calling her precious. And it's just like this weird sort of intimacy when they enter the room together. It's just like, you know what? Actually, I have noticed it, but that'd be crazy, right? Like that, that could never happen. Like not, there's no way that my mom and my husband are sleeping together, so right? they weren't necessarily hiding it. Well, they weren't hiding it well. Uh-huh. It's like and they're this- hiding out in the open like a toddler does when you're playing hide and seek and they just jump on the couch thinking, I'll never look here. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm, I'm, this is so messed up because it's the twins' great-grandma uh-huh. who's coming over to help. And she, she goes to her granddaughter to be like, I think my daughter, your mother, is sleeping with your husband. <sighs> like, that's who's the whistleblower in all of this. Oof. And this is how you know the universe is looking out for you. Universe, God, whoever you think this is. But the day that they have that conversation, the day that the grandmother comes to the mother of the twins and says, hey, I think you and your husband and your mom are, you know, get a little... Mm. <laughs> That day she comes home and she calls her husband. She says that they FaceTime usually right before he goes um, to do some door dashing to make some money, um, some extra money to support their, you know, new babies. And she noticed that he says that he's driving, but he's parked. He's like, oh yeah, you know, he has the the phone propped up on um, like a windshield GPS holder thing. So his hands are on the wheel and he's like, oh, I'm driving. But she noticed that he is parked in front of a movie theater that's like about five minutes down the road from them. And he's saying, oh, I'm in the next town over doing door dashing because it's more busy over there and I'm gonna make more money. And she's like, what is going on? And so then she can hear somebody in the background of the car, er, of the call. And she's like, who is that? And he goes, oh no, it's nothing. And he ends up hanging up. And so of course now she's in her head. She's like, wait, I think I have proof. She calls her family that lives down the street and she calls her sister. She says, hey, is mom home? And the sister reveals that her husband had dri- driven by their family's house to pick up the mom to go door dashing together. So then she calls the husband back. Oof. He won't answer. He wow. finally answers. And she's like, show me who's in the passenger seat. So he flips the phone. Nobody's in the passenger seat. And she goes, I know my mom is with you. Get her back in the car. I want to have a confrontation. And if you want to hear what happened. Oh, <laughs> Uh, you can head to the Abby Murphy on Instagram. Check out the breakup breakdown. It's linked to my bio. It's the episode I released this week. So it's like one of the first two. She's oh. learning so well. Man. I know. I'm so proud. Uh, very, so well done. proud. very well done. Uh, legally, I have to tell you guys that the breakup breakdown is part of the Pioneer Network, which is one that I own. All right. Again, you can find it on any platform. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment bus. The Golden Bachelor got married last night, and I think this may be the first Bachelor couple to really mean till death do us part. Was it like a three o'clock wedding? No. Was that 8 p.m. Eastern? Because of course they had to live televise it on ABC. And one of the guests did the one thing. It's the latest they've been up all year. No, but 8 p.m. Eastern, so it was 5 o'clock West Coast time. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a normal wedding time. My boy Gary still got it. It's like a 20 minute reception and everybody went to sleep. It was at their local nursing home. Are you saying it's death till they part because they're closer to death? 
Yeah, it's almost yeah. like you got the joke that I made. <laughs> oh, damn. Spicy with the new nose, man. It's a different attitude, all right? I had to get rid of that hump in your nose. <laughs> you hear new nose to me. Anyway, one of the guests at this wedding did the one thing you're never supposed to do at a wedding. He proposed to his girlfriend. Oh, no. Unless it's approved by the groom and the bride. There are some grooms and bride who like that kind of thing. Obviously, I think a majority of us in here do not. But if you have their, like, seal of approval, that's fine. But if you go rogue and propose to somebody at somebody else's wedding and steal their sparkle, screw you. This is such an ABC setup. I mean, come on now. This is the only thing that people are going to be talking about today. Well, here's the thing. He did get approval from the bride and groom, but I still think it's tacky. Uh I think Homeboy wanted the free Neil Lane ring and a little bit of press on the ABC live stream and, of course, on Twitter. And it just feels very... I think they might be the couple that I predicted to break up this year Mm -hmm. when I was giving my 2024 predictions for entertainment. Who proposed again? Uh, Brayden Bowers. And he proposed to Christina Mandrell. Are they related to the family or anything? Or No. <laughs> but are they a part of Bachelor Nation? Oh, they are a part oh, of Bachelor oh, Nation. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're this, former cast yeah. members gotcha. that showed up for the wedding. So thank God they're like, you know, they weren't just randos. Yeah. But Gary and his his now wife, they had no say over the guest list. ABC right. had to decide who no came doubt. to this wedding. Yeah. yeah, when ABC is paying, they make the guest list. Yeah. But they also aired some of the Bachelorette party and the stripper had really good things to say <laughs> oh. about, um, you know, the group of ladies that came on her Bachelorette. You can get wild at any age. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to bring this social media TikTok trend to the Burt Show because it's something that I've noticed that gets a lot of traction on the internet, but I've never spoken about it on air. So this is going to sound super racist, but so let me, let me wait, explain. What? <laughs> uh, I'm out. Wait, wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. TikTok does something called the white boy of the month. And it sounds, it sounds bad, but I promise it's really wholesome. So like the wholesome, inter- <laughs> wholesome racism. Okay. I can't wait. No. That's the name of a new segment. It's wholesome not racist. It's not racist. <laughs> it's racist, <laughs> but I promise it's okay. <laughs> it's G rated no, racism. No. <laughs> Okay. No, she said it just sounds racist. It's, just, okay. it's not. Okay. 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 All right, I'm going to move on to a different segment. <laughs> no, you're in now, man. So, okay. So this is something that started on TikTok where people started to notice that about once every 30 days, a new boy would get a lot of traction on TikTok. And people started jokingly calling, oh, this guy's the new white boy of the month. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I would declare who the new white boy of the month is every time something starts getting a little bit of traction on TikTok. Okay. I, I, let saw- you, I let you know why they're such a big deal in entertainment. So. I, I saw some chatter about some dude that was like posing in his Calvin Klein underwears oh. uh, the last couple of, I don't even know who the dude some is. Some dude? Uh, Alan White ah. from the Bear? Yes, uh, Chef. I don't even know what that oh, is. Hey, yeah, sure woke up pretty yes. fast. <laughs> <laughs> who is this dude? I didn't even look at the picture. Hey, remember, did you watch Shameless? Uh, a couple episodes. He was Lip on Shameless. Oh, Lip. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> That's most way of saying no. I know. From Bear. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Is he like really cut or something? Yes. Okay. He looks really good. He had a glow up. Yeah. And those photos came out yesterday. So he's not on my nominee list. I have 30 seconds to do this. So I'm going to make it quick. Okay. But my nominees for this year, for this month, or for January's white boy of the month uh-huh. is Glenn Powell from Anyone But You. Okay. He was amazing. 
carried the entire film. The six pack on point, comedic timing, hilarious. We also but mostly the six pack. But mostly the six pack. But he really is hysterical, <laughs> and he's a good Texas boy. All right, I also have Callum Turner, who's starring in The Boys in the Boat. It's going to be an Oscar-nominated film, probably. He's got bleach blonde hair. He looks amazing in this film, but also the acting on point. The third, my boy Tom Blythe from the recent Hunger Games film. He also carried this film acting-wise. The range, the psychoticness, the tears, the humor, the floppy brown hair. He's got it all. But January's white boy of the month, of course, can only go to the one, the only, Barry Keoghan from Saltburn. Oh. Now, if you can see this photo, it's the picture of him in the bathtub. Uh-huh. Is this the guy that was doing the slurping or the guy that left? This is the guy that drank the bathwater uh, in this scene. He can't be. He, can't so, he, he has gotten the most traction on social media, and I think for committing to the bit, he is January's white boy of the month on my agenda this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to you, Barry. Thank you for thank you for your sacrifice. I do also now that I think about it, I think we have our next Burt show um bet payoff. What? What? Uh, no we don't. Absolutely not. I mean we're constantly in here, we're coming up with <laughs> bet ideas. I think it's right here in front of me. <laughs> oh my I quit. <laughs> I'm putting in my two weeks. (laughs) All right. This celeb says, don't believe the rumors. I've got no connection to Jeffrey Epstein. Can we stop yakking? Uh (laughs) (laughs) I can't even finish my tease. This is why it's a great bet payoff. Kristen's not thinking, you guys. She's officially right. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know what we're talking about. What do you even Google? Bathtub scene in, what is it called? In Saltburn. Yeah, I got to watch. This thing this weekend. Think it tastes soapy. (laughs) 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 All right, this celeb says, "Don't believe the rumors." I've got no connection to Jeffrey Epstein. I'll tell you who's denying it on your next Eva's on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. So the Burt Show has decided that this is going to be a dry January. We're not going to drink in January. And if anybody failed that, you walk in the studio and you hit this. I failed, Bell. I drank it's, bell. It's the dry spell bell. The dry spell bell, whatever you want to call it. And we will recreate our phone screener, Amber, walking <laughs> in here about half an hour ago. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Shame. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit it again. Hit it again. Hit it again. Shame. Yeah. Hit it again. Hit it again. Shame. Shame. Okay, hit it again. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the purpose of the dry spell bell. <laughs> what happened? It was just fun. Um, so uh, the, the thing is, I, I was uh, not entirely honest with any of you. I hit the bell today, yes, but I probably should have hit that bad boy about two days ago. <laughs> it's a bell in retrospect. Yeah, I mean, listen, I was at Kroger. Uh, Yingling was on sale. <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you never had a chance. And I really didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but yesterday, especially, uh, the minorities of the Burt Show had an outing. <laughs> oh, oh, is there more bell ringing? Oh! 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 He's working his way over to the bed! Oh! 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 Was it minority night at the bar? Very <laughs> yeah. late. The funny thing is, is, Jackson was literally the minority right that night. Huh? Are all the Caucasians making? 
making you drink. Yes. Like, what's going yes. on? Yes. You guys have been stressing us out for 2024. Yeah. Have you really got overwhite people? <laughs> Wait, it is really is January 5th, y'all. Listen, January man. 5th. I gave you my best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we know life is more stressful for minorities. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's hey, man, Coke goes great with chicken fingers. What do you, what do you want? Where were you yeah. and where did this bell ringing ceremony happen? <laughs> we were at Blue Moon Pizza. Uh-huh. Yeah, we went right to down moon. the street. Right down the street. And who made these plans first? Well, uh, you know, Katie and I go there frequently, so yeah. it, it was our day. And oh, yeah, yeah. when I walked in, I thought <laughs> that me and Katie were going to try at least, like, give it a shot to not have a drink. By the time I got there... Amber Jackson and Katie were already there, and everyone had a drink. And then, as soon as I sat down, she poured one for me. <laughs> that was Listen, it. man, that was Dante it. was there too, so it was. Uh, yeah, we, we we was just getting in it. Yeah, <laughs> we was All getting right. in it already. So I have been challenged a few times this week. I had a uh, dinner with a friend two nights ago, a meeting where uh, I would normally have a drink or two and just drank water. And then last night, I went to a bar with a friend. I sat and I had a meal and ordered three club sodas. Uh, This weekend will be a challenging weekend. Got friends that are coming into town. You don't have to ring it already. I haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> no, get away from get me. to the point. <laughs> uh, we've got Is that some... your way of being psychic? <laughs> so Saturday night, uh, a bunch of people are coming into town from Burst Big Adventure, and we'd like to go out. We'd like to have a good time. So there was an email that went out yesterday saying, hey, no pressure, but if you guys want to link up on Saturday night, we can. So I turned it down because of that. Did you? I did. So I'm on the fence about it. I... Really we're going to see them all on Sunday. It'd yeah. be one thing if we weren't going to see them at all on the weekend. We're going to see everybody on Sunday, and I actually really need a weekend of rest. So I said I, I said I couldn't make it because, I, one, I don't want the temptation, and I yep. know that's sad because you should be able to go out and hang out with friends without, you know, having that's a tough. cocktail. Mm-hmm. But this crew is very fun to drink with, and I really just want to recuperate. I honestly, and this is one of the most pathetic things that I will ever say on The Burt Show, is that I have never gone with a group of friends bar hopping and not had a drink ever in my life. Like, the thought of going out and having everybody else drink, and then that's the purpose of the night of a bar hop, is you're going yeah, and you're exactly. having a drink from one to the other to the other to the other. I have never gone and not had a drink. But you know there's one friend in this friend group that's done that for like 10 years now. So you would have a sober buddy. Okay. David. David. He just celebrated 10 years. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So we- he Somehow he manages to hang out with us completely sober. Yeah, well, he's, oh, got, a, do that. Yeah, he's got a power I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really does. Or at least have not had. So even the last couple of nights when I have been tempted in situations where I would normally just have a drink or two drinks, that was hard enough. So I don't know, honestly, if I'm strong enough to do that. I mean... And I really want to complete this mission in January. So you're not you're not open to making your dry January a damp January because no. there's a lot of people who are doing damp January where they are significantly cutting back on their drinking, but they are allowing themselves, you know, a, a drink every every so often. Sure, this is the wussification of America. Okay, yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> damp January. Damn. <laughs> DM me, and they're like, know. you know, if you want to, you don't have to do dry. You can just do damp. <laughs> just a little moist. Just a little moist. So I don't know that I am ready for that kind of challenge. So I still have to make that decision. 
but I really want to accomplish this for myself in January. And if I'm being honest, if I am really serious about it, I will not go out Saturday night. That's awareness, though. All right. That's a part of it. But everybody else fine so far. Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. My, my January I'm went. great. You dove in like, Greg Lugate. Yes, sir. No hesitation. You walked to the bar and said, cannibal. <laughs> You're like Michael Phelps, man. <laughs> Just keep swimming, baby. Get it. The Bird Show. All right, Tommy, do we have a time here to talk to Liz? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Liz here is really needs some help here because she is feeling like her husband has called a meeting this weekend and her gut is saying that he's going to ask for a divorce. And she's wondering, is there anything that you can do last minute when somebody's head and their heart is like this divorce time? Is there anything you can say in order to change their mind? Hey, Liz. Dwight, how you doing? Doing okay. I'm sorry you're in this situation. Um, so what is making you think like this is the weekend that he's going to say, hey, it's it's divorce time? Well, to give you a little bit of a backstory, my husband and I have had a really rough year so far. You know, a lot of a lot of little fights and tension over small things that really shouldn't be an issue. We just like really stopped getting along. And it doesn't make sense to me because we've only been married for three years. I suggested counseling. He refused to do it. And then on Christmas, we went to be with his family in Ohio. And on Christmas Eve, we got into a huge fight. And it was over something really stupid. Like, it should never have been a thing. But I ended up leaving and coming back home. And we didn't even talk on the phone or text for three days after that. So all through Christmas, the holiday, everything. He was supposed to come back on the 30th. But when we finally did talk, you know, he told me there were some things that he needed to think about. And he was going to take a road trip. Um, he works for himself, so... You know, he can work wherever he wants to. Um, he said he'd be home tonight, and it'd be the. this will be the first time I've seen him since we had the fight on Christmas Eve. You know, I tried to apologize, but he won't apologize in return, which really bothers me because I feel like we're grown at this point. But he, all he keeps saying to me is that he needs to talk this weekend, and my nerves are shot. I really feel like he's going to ask me for a divorce, and I really don't want that. I do love him. I want him to continue to be my husband. So you know if there's anything you guys think that I can say or do that might change his mind. Oh, man, this is complicated, right? Um, you have kids? No. No kids. Uh, and you feel like his heart is already out of it? It kind of feels that way. You know, the fact that he wouldn't apologize to me, doesn't mm-hmm. want to go to counseling or take any of the steps to make anything better. Yeah, that not wanting to go to counseling thing, um, that that's a major right there. That um, is. Mm-hmm. I feel like, because you always said, because you and your ex-wife are both fighters, right? And that you were going to do absolutely everything in your power to stay married if you could. And We tried right to the last yes. minute, man. And I feel like... When you, when you get into a marriage with somebody, that's that should be the mentality. Like, we're going to do everything in our power to make it work, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I feel like counseling is one of those things, like, that's a non-negotiable if you're going to make it work. Yeah, I feel like, unfortunately, you, you got to let this one play out because if you really don't know where his head is um, exactly, and he's probably been processing it, I'm sure he's been thinking about what he wants to do, and if his heart is not in it, then I don't think you can force someone to put their heart in it. So I think you just got to wait it out and hear him out and try to find a way to come to some medium ground then. Is there any way for compromise? Like, all right, I'm, I'm hearing you. Um, however, let's please do counseling. And if you feel the same, 
by the end of February, we will get divorced. You think he'd go for that? Just it's four sessions. I mean, I have suggested therapy. I'm sorry, I have suggested counseling, but he's turned me down on it. It kind of feels like in his head, it's definitely me versus him instead of me and him versus our problems. So, I mean, I could suggest it again, but I'm not sure that he'll he'll go for it because he has said no any other time I've mentioned it. So, so this is what it says to me here, and I. I... I hate to be so harsh about it, but if he is not even, he doesn't feel like the marriage is worth trying to save. And that's really the reason why he doesn't want to go to counseling. He's thinking like four sessions isn't going to do it. I'm already, my heart is out the door. So I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like a nice suggestion, but if he's already saying, no, I don't want to go to counseling. My feeling is he just doesn't feel like he's fighting for. Yeah, and I can feel the frustration in your voice when you're telling us this. So I feel like you got to lay it out all on the table. And I think the only thing you can really do at this point, if he doesn't, if he is not self-motivated to go to counseling with you, you got to sit down with him and you got to lay out exactly how you're feeling, everything you've noticed about his behavior from the last couple of, of weeks or months and just said, and just say, what is going on here? And if he brushes it off and says, oh, nothing's wrong, you know, we're just going through a hard a hardship, then maybe you bring up counseling again, but then I think you have your answer as to whether or not he's willing to fight for this relationship or not. Let me take a call here for you. Hey, Gabby, good morning. You are on the Burt Show. Hey, good morning. Um, I went through a similar situation with this with my husband um, last year. And what I brought to him was saying that if we have not tried to do everything in this marriage to make it work, then there is no reason that we should be giving up on each other. So we then started to go to uh, therapy because at first he did not want to go, but I had to keep bringing it up. I had to keep pushing it on him in order for us to get the help that we needed. So we did those things. We did a couple lifestyle changes. I did some uh, work on myself. And what also helped with the therapist is him being able to choose what therapist it is so he doesn't feel like it is, it is we, me and the therapist are against him. That really helped us in today. It is night and day from what we went through a year ago. I am so thankful you called. Thank you. Um, all right, Liz, good luck this weekend. Man, that's a stressful one right there. Will you let us know how it goes on Monday? Will do. Thank you so much. All right, good luck. It's Bird Show. Get it. The Bird Show. There is a viral trend going on social media right now, and that is where people are choosing what is in for 2024 and what is out for 2024. I've seen a ton of lists that run the gamut of all sorts of things. So I tasked each of you to come up with three things that are in for 2024 and three things that are out for 2024. So Kristen, when you sent this link, Mm -hmm. uh, I think we all went to it to see exactly what you were looking for. And um, I was stunned by the amount of love and hate for the high-waisted jean. Yeah. What? <laughs> People are like digging in. I mean, because I guess one of the suggestions was no more high-waisted jeans. And there is a population of women that dig in on that. Like, there's absolutely no way I'm giving up my high-waisted jeans. Then don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I sent you one from like a fashion magazine and they had their ins and outs. But everybody's been doing it. So to kick it off, these are going to be my ins and outs for 2024. In, being able to change your mind after learning new information and not being crucified for it. Amen. Pivot. Pivot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two, in for 2024, cutting back on booze. 
Mm. I think so many people have changed their relation. I think the younger generation, Gen Z, has a completely different relationship with alcohol than we did when mm-hmm. we were their age. You guys got it right. Um, and then three, maybe I'm trying to manifest this, but I'm gonna I put it out there. In for 2024, being kind online. Oh, yeah. That's good. wasted a spot. Yeah. <laughs> you have an honorable mention? Because that was not going to happen. All right. So out for 2024, hating on people for taking a vacation. We work to live. We don't live to work. Amen. You should be excited for people when they're able to go on vacation. All right. Number two. Out for 2024, causing scenes at the airport or on an airplane. Please. I'm over it. I'm done. And then out for 2024, um, in keeping with one of my ends, trolling. I feel like trolling is Mm -hmm. out. Like, just if, if... just stop. Right. All right, Bert. Um, I, I messed up the assignment again. Well, how did you mess this up? Uh, I just had, uh, I, I have a couple of things that are out, and I didn't even read the whole sentence. About, I, I don't have the ones that are in. Okay, well then, <laughs> you, for you this year, in, reading the full email. <laughs> yeah. Yes! All the, all the directions, whatever writing is in front of you, read all of it. I gotta twice. be honest with you, it wasn't even a paragraph, it was one sentence. It literally I only, was one read, sentence. <laughs> I only read half the sentence. Uh-huh. I have four that are out, Okay. Um, wearing pajama pants out. Okay. In public. In public. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it should be out. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Mm, you're not liking that one? Each to their own. Okay. Um, over plumping of the lips. Yeah. Come on. It's too much. It's too much. Um, everybody's except Cassie's bangs. <laughs> <laughs> and pumpkin spice anything. Mm, Sorry. Five, that's out for 2024? Yeah, and I don't have an endless. Of course. Yeah, because uh, you didn't read You didn't read the full sentence. Literally, I sent everybody, be ready with three things that are out for 2024 and three things that are in. Okay. He literally couldn't read the last part of that sentence. Another thing that's out are in lists. <laughs> <laughs> so All right. Abby, what is in for 2024? What is out for 2024? Okay, this year, what is going to be in? Going to the movies. I feel like I have not seen so many good trailers in so long. Mm. I, I was at the movies the other day and I was like, oh wait, I actually can't wait to go see that. I can't wait to go see that. I really enjoy going to the movies now and I never have in the past really. So I think it's I think it's back in because there's so many good flicks coming out. Uh, going to bed early on the weekends. I feel like I can feel the tie shifting with Gen Z and I don't know if it's because just because I'm entering my late 20s but I think people are starting to do weekends a little bit differently and take a take more time for self-care mm-hmm. and also what's in for 2024 going out alone I think going out and doing things by yourself very in very chic for 2024 you get to be mysterious you get to be that random girl at the mm-hmm. bar who didn't show up with anybody and the things that are out I got to say, I think bland influencers are going to be out. It's Bland? The, the yes. beige ones? The beige influencers. The oh. girls who have the same cadence and they're like, oh my God, I love my Stanley Cup. And they have really, <laughs> I don't want to say that they they have no personality, but there's definitely just a very specific type of. They're void of depth. They, they appear online to be void of depth and it just, it feels very copy and paste. Uh, binge drinking, I think is out. I think people are starting to uh, watch what they're, watch how much they're drinking. And also what's out for 2024 is being obsessed with men. It's the year of the woman. Hey, okay. So yeah, that's my ins and outs. Do you think, you know, as we're talking about alcohol and we're talking about like this generation, do you think it's just moved from alcohol to like weed and gummies? Mm-hmm. There might have been a, a shift. Yeah, a yeah. bit of a shift, I'd say. I mean, I think 
last generation, if that was as available, I think this shift would have happened a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think we have more information. There, you, mean, yeah. you go on TikTok and you mm-hmm. hear a thousand, a hundred people talk about how bad alcohol is for you. Right. You're probably going to turn down one of those tequila shots. Yeah. All right. So for me, uh, in I started with fasting. Because I started intermittent fasting towards the end of last year, and I felt amazing. So I want to continue that throughout the year. Um, in the vein of what Kristen said, in traveling without guilt. Because mm-hmm. I always feel guilty when I travel, and I don't think I, exper- I enjoy the experience as much. And I don't want to feel guilty about it anymore. Um, you feel guilty about it because people shame you? Like, oh, another vacation? Or where does that guilt come Pretty from? Pretty much. Oh, and like also family. Family, like, friends, like, If you're going to travel, you yeah. need to travel to see family uh-huh. rather than going to... You know, yeah, so I want to be guilt free with it. Yeah, um, I guarantee you that on my deathbed, I'm thinking about the palm tree that I was under on vacation and not your trolling comment. That's right. 100%. <laughs> um, trusting people close to me. That's it. I think trust should come back because I have a problem with trusting people so much so I don't even trust my friends. And I realized <laughs> that in talking to Katie one day. So <laughs> I want to change that. Uh, out, overthinking. Sneakers, believe it or not, has become a problem for me. Sneakers out. I'm not what? buying sneakers this year. What? I'm done. I'm done. The whole year, you're not going to buy one pair of sneakers. Not one pair. Because I don't need to. And I, I really need to put an end to it. I mean, it's it's ridiculous at this point. I can't even fit any more sneakers in my closet. I'm not buying a pair of sneakers all year long. Okay. So if y'all see me with a brand new pair of sneakers. Well, you know what the punishment has to be if you do buy <laughs> yeah. a pair of sneakers. Oh, no. It'll work, though. I <laughs> and lastly, uh, Jada Pinkett. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I agree. I'm done. I agree. <laughs> All right, here's a mascara alert. We only have a couple of minutes here, but this one's probably, here's your mascara alert, Cass. And I'm hoping people can help you out online. Thanks. Um, it looks like we're going to have to put our dog, Calliope, to rest in the next week or two. Oh, I'm She's sorry. Thanks. She's pretty sick, and we've known it for, it was coming for a while, but it was always kind of up in the air when it is. Um, She's 15 years old. We've had her almost our, my my husband's entire relationship. I think we got her like we moved real fast. We got her like six months in or something. So she's been part of our family, but she's not doing well. But my question for people is this is we have two young kids. We have a four year old and a two year old, almost two year old. Do you tell the kids before it happens or after? Because I don't want I don't really want to get into explanations of like passing and the rainbow bridge with my young kids yet because it'll beget more questions. They're curious. But I also want to give them the opportunity to say goodbye. Now, luckily, they're close to the dog, but not like super best, best friend close. So I think it's going to be okay. I just don't know if I should prep them or be like after, oh, Clive, you went to sleep. She's not coming back. And am I robbing of them of a chance to say goodbye? Or saying she's going to sleep, stay your goodbyes, going to put unnecessary pain and stress on them because it's going to make it a thing. I told my kids, um, yeah. and we had that talk. Before? Uh, it, before. And I felt like, at least for me, it was fair for them to say goodbye um, and be honest. And I was, at some point or another, you have to have that conversation with your kids. Mm-hmm. And when it hits so close to home, we felt like it was a good idea at that time, but Others might feel very differently about it. Yeah, I just don't know if four and two is too, well, two is not going to get it, but four is too young. So I'd love to hear your comments. If you can leave them on the Facebook page, facebook.com, The Burt Show, that'd be really helpful. Yeah, we'll talk more about it on Monday. Thank you. Really, really sorry. The Burt Show.